everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Amla Evanobi, and today we have much to discuss. We're going to be talking about the Critic Choice Awards and the fact that I'm Just Ken, sang by Ryan Gosling in the Barbie movie, won the award for Best Song. It's got some feminists quite upset, and we'll talk about why. Plus the news out of Georgia with Fannie Willis, Fannie Willis, I don't know how to say her name, the uh, DA in uh, Fulton County, who has gotten herself in a very sticky situation that we're going to unpack when it comes to the uh, the whole Trump escapade that's happening right now in regard to election interference in Georgia. How does she get out of it? She pulls the black card. Plus, we're going to circle back to the airlines and their now new dedication to diversity, equity, and inclusion with a video out of United Airlines. Plus, what happens when your nine-year-old gets bullied for not having a Stanley Cup? at school. We're going to figure it out. But before we get into that, we have Taylor in Nashville. Hey, hey, hey. Happy MLK Day as well to everybody. If you're in the U.S. and uh, not working, we are digging deep. I even braved the elements. We got like six inches of snow going on in the Nashville area today. So I went all the way from my living room to my studio upstairs uh, just for you guys to, uh, to keep bringing you content uh, on this auspicious Monday. Yeah, Taylor, you're not normally, you're not used to this, obviously, because you moved to Nashville from L.A. When I started seeing all the snow, first of all, I've only seen snow like twice in my life, and it's just been light sprinkles of, of snow. So I'm a little, little jealous. Should I be? Should I not be? Yeah, I mean, there's there's positives and negatives. It's definitely like a magical, especially when you're a kid and you're like watching the news and waiting for your school county to be listed on the list to show that you have a snow day. Like that's just legendary. It's super fun when you're older and you have things to do and places to go and physical therapy therapy appointments like I did this morning. You have to reschedule because you can't uh, get get out of your neighborhood. Uh, it's a little inconvenient, but you know, it's, it happens like once a year, maybe a year in Nashville, maybe twice. And uh, I'm excited for that. But yeah, LA definitely made me forget what that was like. I had it a little bit growing up, but six years in California, you don't see a lick of snow. Yeah, guys, let me know in the comments down below. Are you experiencing snow right now? I feel like I'm getting the Floridian slash LA equivalent because <laughs> it's cold in LA right now. And my air conditioning slash heater just broke. Uh, it needs to be totally replaced, it seems. So whatever the Florida version slash LA version of being cold is, I'm experiencing that right now. <laughs> it's got that turtleneck to keep you warm. Yes, I got my turtleneck. Uh, <laughs> the best time to wear a striped sweater. <laughs> uh, guys, speaking of songs, uh, silly little songs, we're going to get into the Critics' Choice Awards. Now, not much happened at the Critic Choice Awards for for the most part. It was hosted by oh my gosh, what's what's that comedian's name again? Chelsea Handler. Chelsea Handler. Which, funnily enough, did you guys know that Chelsea Handler and Joe Coy, the guy who just completely flopped at uh, the Golden Globes, are exes? So Chelsea Handler ended up mm. taking to the stage, hosting the Critics Choice Awards, and she gave a few jabs at Joe. Uh, one of the jokes that the crowd laughed at, she said, I'm so glad you laughed at that because my writers wrote that. In reference to Joe Coy's joke, or I don't even know if we can call it a joke at this point, where he said, if you're not laughing, my, my writers wrote it, and when you laugh, I wrote the joke. Uh, the most awkward of times were had at the Golden Globes. Yeah. <laughs> now, speaking of maybe a little awkward, 
I'm Just Ken from the Barbie movie takes the uh, Critics' Choice Award for the best song, and Ryan Gosling is the singer of the song in the Barbie movie, for those of you who don't know. Here's his reaction to winning. He seems shocked himself. Barbie. <laughs> He's looking around like, what? Uh, that was not supposed to be me. I was not supposed to win this award whatsoever. Uh, and some on the internet were shocked as well. For those of you who did not watch the Barbie movie, I'm Just Ken is a song, I would say towards the near the end of the film, where Ken is really lamenting his status as a Ken within Barbie world. And he talks about his blonde fragility, which I think if we're going to extrapolate from and sort of analyze, he's talking about uh, masculine fragility that men experience and not knowing his place in the world and feeling like he always comes in second to the Barbies in the Barbie world. So that's what I'm Just Ken is about. It's really... In my opinion, if I'm gonna analyze it, it's a song that is meant to kind of poke fun at men a little bit and their fragility and the things that they deem to be important and how they view their masculine status in a patriarchal world. And when that's challenged by Ken being in Barbie land, which is a matriarchy and not a patriarchy, he feels like he can't go on. And he's saying this whole song about how he's just Ken. Now. With my analysis, that's a pretty feminist song if you're viewing it through the scope and the, the lens of the film. It's really meant to, to poke fun at, at men and their fragility. But I guess the feminists are not understanding that because all they're seeing is a man going to, an accept, to accept an award on behalf of the Barbie movie. And that's what they sort of gleaned from that award being given to I'm Just Ken. Now, here's what a feminist tweeted out. Uh, Rosita says, a dumb song about masculinity beating out a beautiful song by a woman feeling like a product in her life for a movie about womanhood. Male critics never fail to miss the mark. And she put a little clown emoji there. And I gotta, gotta be honest, she has missed the mark here. <laughs> I can't think of a, of a better example of somebody completely missing the mark. If you understand what that song was meant to, you know, exemplify in the film and what it's meant to communicate towards you. We'll go even further because she posts this moment uh, of one of the songwriters saying this in reference to I'm Just Ken. All boys, we just want to be good and we believe in gender equality. We just want somebody to show us how to be good maybe in today's world. So, um, all Is that true? Are there any boys listening right now? <laughs> is what you really want is uh, just full gender equality and you're just looking for a group of matriarchs to come along and show you how you can be a good boy? <laughs> Does that resonate with you, Taylor? Uh, the first bit of it, like modern men in general, like support gender equality, but sure. I wouldn't say that we're looking for someone to instruct us in, in those ways. Uh, the basic idea of equality is enough to kind of inform a view of, uh, gender equality that should extend there. And you don't need to be feminist explained uh, the nature of that. So no, it doesn't resonate with me. It seems very like infantilizing, to be honest. And it, it just reeks of more like sort of 
you know, that, that male ally vibe of like, oh, I'm, I'm the male feminist. I'm here to, to be an ally and support you. And I'm not a threat. I'm not one of the bad ones. I'm a good one. And, uh, I'm just here to listen and, and do whatever you guys want to do and tell me how to think and tell me how you want me to act. And I don't want to dominate the space or mansplain anything. It gives that energy, which is not really, uh, what we're going for. Yeah. And you know, I, I, again, the question becomes like, do we not have equality currently? Is there something that we still right. need to work on right now? Like where exactly, at least in the U.S. of A, okay, don't go like pulling out Middle East examples on me right now, but in the U.S. of A, what else do we have to do to move towards gender equality? Is he instead calling for equity? I don't know. But at the end of the day, it's just a song, right? And if anything, the song is very feminist in its nature and in what it's trying to communicate. So to be upset that a man is winning for a movie like Barbie just doesn't make sense. And it goes to show that you're probably not calling for equality. You are, in fact, calling for equity. The movie Barbie is about women by women, and therefore a woman should win the award for best song. Now, it seems as though what they really wanted was Billie Eilish to win. As far as the other nominees, I'll read them to you here. The winner is I'm Just Ken. The other nominees were uh, Dance the Night from Barbie, Peaches from the Super Mario Bros. movie, uh, Sang by Jack Black, uh, Road to Freedom from Rustin, The Wish from, or This Wish from Wish, and What Was I Made For from Barbie. Now, if I were the critic making the choice on this or making the call, I would have picked What Was I Made For uh, by Billie Eilish, just because I feel like it is a sort of objectively a better song <laughs> in the way it's written, the melody and all that stuff. But guess what? I'm Just Ken took the cake. I believe it sat at the top of like Billboard charts for quite some time after that movie came out. And, you know, everybody and their mother and brother was singing I'm Just Ken and getting the T-shirts that say you are Kenuff and all that stuff. <laughs> And, you know, as as two people, Taylor and I, who were not fans of the Barbie movie, I don't know that we're in the best position uh, to give our uh, unbiased opinion on the, the movie. <laughs> no, and I mean, watching the movie, I do remember the, the I'm Just Ken part as kind of like, a, you know, if you ignore the fact that it is, like you were saying, a decidedly feminist song it's like a feminist perspective on manhood basically saying stop complaining man about your position in the feminist world that we live in now uh you're just ken that's where that's where you are and we're yeah. not going to feel bad for you and and so the song is kind of tongue-in-cheek ken being uh having throwing a pity party basically and uh yeah <laughs> i don't like that yeah I, you know what and fine it won it, it's it's cool uh i i like ryan gosling i think he was great in barbie you know despite how i feel about the the film and its messaging in general you know what he'll take the award and it's interesting because he's not known to be a singer you know he did la la land but even in la la land it was meant to be like these are normal people singing the songs in uh what would typically be highly trained you know musical professionals in a movie like this and you know what congratulations to ryan gosling and maybe the feminists need to do a little bit of analysis on the film. Give it a second watch uh, to understand why it is, in fact, a win for feminism for a song like I'm Just Ken to take the cake at the Critics' Choice Awards. Now, you know, one quick thought. Uh, one way that a lot of the outrage could have been avoided is if the writers of the song had simply identified as 
women or non-binary because right. we're totally okay with men taking women's accolades whenever that's the case in beauty pageants or sports or whatever it may be. Uh, so maybe that could have been a way to uh, alleviate this whole controversy. You know, we had to go there. We had to go there, guys. Apologies. My sincerest apologies. Now, <laughs> speaking of feminism and representation in film, Marvel has a new series out. It's called Echo. And I saw this tweet. I knew I had to do a little bit of investigating here. Uh, this was tweeted by End Wokeness. It says, Marvel just got its first female Native American deaf amputee superhero. And no, this is not satire. And here are some images from Marvel's Echo. I took it upon myself. I'm, need, I'm like, I need to look into this. I'm going to go uh, watch at, le at the very least the trailer for this show. And honestly, the trailer looked like, oh, this might be kind of good. Like if I'm, I'm, if I'm watching this trailer, it looks suspenseful, a little kind of gory for those of you who are into that in your action superhero films, it looked pretty serious. Uh, so I had to do some further digging to learn more about this character because when I see you know, female, Native American, deaf, amputee, I'm thinking you're just trying to meet your, you know, diversity quota to tick as many possible boxes for diversity as you possibly can. And with female, Native American, deaf, uh, amputee, you're hitting a lot there. You're hitting a lot there. So I had to go and like look up a little bit. Okay, what's the source material for this particular character? And the character is supposed to be female and deaf. Uh, the other things they've added on, uh, and she's also supposed to be Native American. So they've added on the amputee part as like a sort of extra part of the character. And I thought, you know what? Oh, that's cool. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. The character's already written in, in old, you know, Marvel comic books. Go ahead, bring her to life. And, you know, she has a prosthetic leg that she's kicking ass with. By all means, you know, run wild with it. But then I got into watching some of the people who have watched this series and described some of the changes that they made. Now, this character is meant to be, uh, have like a, a photographic memory. So if she sees certain skills in combat, she has photographic memory, she automatically, you know, takes that in and now she can emulate whatever it is that she has personally seen. Now they decided to change that and because this girl is a Native American, so she gets her powers and uh, all of her skill set in combat from connecting to her ancestors and not just any ancestors she must connect to the female ancestors the matriarchs that have that have come before her and she's a, a body positive character as well they don't get into what her her sexuality is throughout the the series but who knows might be part of a uh, of the alphabet community on this one two spirit got to be a two spirit <laughs> two right spirits. <laughs> two spirit and apparently they've uh they've just injected this stuff full of uh native american imagery and i guess what we should we shall say indigenous imagery so it's a lot it's a lot of things going on there i watched the trailer and there's this one moment in the trailer where she i guess is fighting some villain of some sorts and she pushes them through a wall into a skating rink and the skating rink says make america skate again <laughs> like Okay. You you have to imagine when I see things like this, you either think they're totally harmless or that there may there might be some subliminal messaging present. And if not subliminal messaging, just completely overt messaging. So now we have female, Native American, deaf, amputee, body positive, who knows on on the sexuality, a new Shiro 
in uh, the MC universe. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just like give them an inch with the source material, and they take a mile. You know, uh, it's it's one thing to bring a, a character to life that happens to have these qualities, uh, that's deaf and Native American, what have you. Like, sure. okay, great. You know, like that's that's fine, but. Uh, they see that in the source material and you just know that the the writer's room, uh, presumably of these woke people, uh, can't help but say, oh, here's a character that fits the bill of the intersectionality oppression levels that uh, we would love to highlight. Um, so rather than just doing justice to the character as well as they can and letting that be a stand on its own, it's like we have to insert all these other themes about her sexuality and make her a Mary Sue. I have to shout out who was it in the chat? Sinister looking kid said Mary Sue, S <laughs> I O U X. So clever pun there. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm a sucker for the dad jokes. But yeah, it's just give them an each take a mile. Just if they were able to adapt the character in a way that was just kind of like chill and mm -hmm. faithful to the source material and made a good story, then I'm I'm sure this would be more successful in generating a lot less. Uh, outrage. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not hopeful that the the uh, their vision is truly. Well, actually, their vision is truly coming to light here. I'm not hopeful that it's an entertaining vision. Let me know if you guys would like me to watch uh, this series or get my hands on it. I did see Gary from Nerdrotic. He did an entire video about uh, watching this, and for the most part, he said it was a waste of time in in watching. So I'm like, do I want to spend five hours of my life that I'm never going to get back watching this series? just to see if it confirms what is already my suspicion about it. Maybe. I will do it for your sake if that's what you guys want me to do. But have you all noticed that there's like a lot of Native American, indigenous stuff popping up right now in Hollywood? I feel like this is like the new era that we're entering right now. In 2020, it was like black stories. We're going to focus on black stories. And then we went out of that era, which was, you know, Netflix, Hulu, Prime, all featuring uh, African-American categories and putting those in order for everybody to see. It was, you know, the Oscars and the Emmys and the Golden Globes saying we need to highlight the stories of uh, black America and African-Americans. We need to make sure that African-Americans are winning. And then we left that era and went into LGBT stories. We're going to focus on trans stories, non-binary stories. Let's give them all the categories. Pride Month was all over every corporation as it is every single year. But now I feel like we're entering our, our indigenous era right now and that there's going to be, I'm going to call it now, more and more indigenous stories that are popping up in film because what did we just have? Okay, so we have this uh, this movie or series Echo. You have that one uh, with, what's her name? Lily, Lily Gladstone and mm. Leonardo DiCaprio. Flowers of the Killer Moon. Oh, Killers of the, of the Flower, Flower Moon. moon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Flowers of the Killer Moon. Killers of the <laughs> Flower Moon. Uh, and then there was another sort of like drama comedy about being on a reservation that focused on indigenous teens that was quite popular. And I think we're entering our new era of indigenous stories in Hollywood. I'm calling People it are now. saying Yellowstone, I see. 
That's yeah, another Yellowstone, good example. That is another good example. We just had to react to that story the other day of people complaining online about the Native American character being written out of Netflix's show, uh, Stranger Things. That was a big yep. uh, reaction that we've seen. So I guess, yeah, there has been a little little bit of a surge lately, and that's the, the new popular one of the day. Yeah, it does feel like to me like it's going to be a new blip on the Hollywood timeline. I feel like every year you can sort of track who the marginalized group is that is going to be the most focused on and they like run with that for a while and then they move on to the next and then to the next and then to the next and to the next and I feel like right now it's Native Americans slash indigenous people. Not that I'm, you know, saying anything about it, saying I'm upset about it. All I'm saying is seems like there's particular focus on that. Now, I have one little bit of bad news for you, Amala. Oh, gosh. Uh, we did what do a it? poll in the chat and we asked the audience if they think that you should watch Disney's Echo so they don't have to. And 67% are saying yes. Yeah, so it looks gosh. like you have a new assignment from the audience. <laughs> I guess I will subject myself to watching uh, watching this. Uh, we'll see how <laughs> it goes. You know, I want to go in with a clear head and a little bit of optimism uh, so that it can be crushed into pieces. <laughs> now, let's talk about this story out of Fulton County with the DA, Fannie Willis. You know, I don't normally concern myself with uh, politicians, politics in general. We don't do a lot of election coverage on this channel, if any at all. Uh, but this story has popped up, and since this woman is pulling a black card in her response to this, I must, I must watch and uh, react to this with you. So here is the headline out of ABC News. It says Fulton County DA Fannie Willis defends special prosecutor following allegation of romantic relationship. The DA called herself, quote, flawed and, quote, imperfect during church remarks. Now, in Fulton County, the district attorney, Fannie Willis, spoke at a church in Atlanta on Sunday morning where she gave an emotional and passionate uh, remark that appeared to acknowledge for the first time the affair allegations leveled against her last week, while also defending the special prosecutor she brought for the election interference case against Donald Trump. So there's an election interference case against Donald Trump uh, occurring in Georgia the district attorney, Miss Willis, was responsible for choosing, uh, you know, special prosecutors for it. One of the prosecutors she is alleged to have had a relationship with. His last name is Wade. So you can think about this as being a major, major conflict of interest. The DA who picks these prosecutors, uh, they end up getting paid. And I believe uh, this man was paid six hundred thousand uh, dollars to be part of this. Fact check me if I'm incorrect on that. But if if you have a relationship with the man that you have chosen to take on this prosecutorial position, that looks a little bit shady, doesn't it? So you can maybe lead him in a certain direction, also benefit from the money that he is receiving for being in the position. And it seems as though, uh, allegedly, during this relationship that she's had with him, They've gone on many lavish vacations, uh, you know, cruise lines. They've been treating themselves to possibly the money that he received by being a prosecutor in this election interference case. So this has all come to light. The allegations have come to light and they're waiting. Okay, what's Miss Willis going to respond to this? What's she going to say? Is she going to acknowledge the relationship that she may or may not have with this man and set the record straight? <laughs> The answer is no. <laughs> she is not going to do that. Is she going to instead pull the black female card on everybody? Indeed. That's exactly what she's going to do. Let's watch 
the video clip for your viewing pleasure. Now, this was at a uh, a church convening where she decided to uh, grab the mic and give us this performance, shall we say. All the glory I receive, it's his grace, not a perfect me. We are at a time in history, people. Hear me on this. We are at a time in history when you can no longer sit back and just let other folks do it. You cannot expect black women to be perfect and save the world. The Lord is completing us. We are not perfect. We need your prayers. We need to be allowed to stumble. We need grace. With that kind of support, we will move mountains and do Jesus' will. Stumbling all the way. Oh, let's pause there for a moment. I have a lot to say uh, about this. I'm sure uh, any Christians watching will will probably also have a lot to say, uh, considering the fact that she just said what she is doing is Jesus' will. Uh, That is a really interesting choice of words. Now, what... What a masterclass in manipulation this actually is to set yourself up as a victim before responding to the actual allegations that are, you know, being alleged against you and setting yourself up as already being majorly flawed and majorly imperfect before getting into the ideas of the allegations placed against you. Because once you do that, right, it's okay that I, you know, slept with this guy and we are using the money for lavish vacations, allegedly. It's okay that we're doing these things because I'm a flawed and imperfect being. And so long as my flawed and imperfect nature is working towards an end goal that we can all agree on, which is the indictment of Donald Trump and not allowing him to be able to uh, run for president, then that's okay. Because I am doing, you know, what the Lord is willing for, for me to do. I'm just stumbling along the way. Do you all hear that? Uh, Taylor, I'm curious as a, as a Christian, how do you feel mm-hmm. hearing uh, that this is the will of the will of Jesus? It's a lot of uh, mental gymnastics. I don't know what she's, she's hiding behind this idea of everyone says I'm not perfect. Like only God's perfect. And while that, that's true, and it's a reason to uh, be gracious to people, um, it's not a justification for continue for showing zero uh, contrition, for showing zero remorse, for taking zero responsibility uh, for your mistakes, for your wrongdoing. And that's clearly what she's doing here. She's obfuscating from the obvious elephant in the room, uh, which is that she has misappropriated these funds. She's chosen the, her lover, uh, which is also you're in a church and talking. A, I mean, under under these circumstances, it's mm-hmm. just wild that is that is an unchristian relationship and you're funneling money through it and an un, that's also an unchristian way and then to say that this is god's will it's uh so many layers of of things wrong with it i don't really know where to start and <laughs> to also invoke like you're justified because nobody's perfect you're justified because you're 
a black woman and in this certain category and equating herself to MLK. It's just like so many things just throwing out there to cloud you from the view and to prevent her from just saying the obvious fact of I did something wrong and I apologize. I'm taking responsibility for that. I shouldn't have done that. I should do better. I will now attempt to make restitution and amends for that. That's what you should be doing. That would be the, the Christian thing to do, speaking the truth, acknowledging it and, and uh, repenting of it and doing better. Uh, but instead, you just get this giant mess. And no, it is not Christian. Yeah, you make a mistake these days, and then you get to just be like, I'm black. And then they go, oh, shoot, I forgot. Carry on. Carry on. I forgot <laughs> you're black. I also forgot you're female. So carry on. And then you get to share this sentiment as if you're doing what you have been willed to do, which is just insane. <laughs> Mm. That's an insane thing to say. Let's hear more, though, from Miss Willis. So his flawed, hard-headed, and imperfect child has a message for each of you today. Please find a way to do your extraordinary, God-given assignment and make this community and the world a better place for all of his people. Mm. See, it is never about who you are. Mm. It is always about the great I am and who he is. See, we are all flawed, sinners, unworthy, imperfect, damaged, but we are qualified upon his calling. You can find common ground with people of all different ideologies if you simply commit yourself to being obedient and steadfast in your efforts and his work. If you commit yourself, God will turn your hard-headed self into the extraordinary for his kingdom. Thank you. That is wild to me. That is wild to me. <laughs> you know, you guys know I'm not religious, uh, but even not being religious, this this pissed me off. Like, it's just crazy <laughs> to see people like just utilize that. It's crazy. And I feel like you could have switched out any of the words that she said and people would have been like, yes, yes, uh-huh. I did sleep with him. I did. Yes, she did. She did. Uh, I did give him the money. Yes, she did. She did. But I'm doing it because, you know, it's what I've been willed to do. Yes. Yeah, she's been willed to do it. And the fact that she's, what she's essentially saying is that I'm able to, you know, mess around with the rules a little bit and do what it is that I want to do because it's in service of the greater good. That's what she's communicating. I'm doing what is for the greater good. And if you, you know, break a few, uh, you know, rules in, the, in your uh, endeavor to service the greater good, it doesn't matter. And, you know, I'm constantly going to be, you know, flawed and imperfect. And, you know, I'm going to see my way through this while I stumble along the way. So with that language, which is actually very brilliant, what she's saying, she said, I'm going to continue to do my job and I'm going to continue to stumble along the way. What does that mean? That means she has no intention of, you know, going back and following the rules. She has no intention of doing the right thing and making sure that she's doing her job in a way that is not corrupt. I'm going to continue to stumble along the way. But all in the, she's being obedient though. She also wanted to emphasize that she's being obedient. Obedient to what? To whom? 
because none right. of it is making sense. No, and clearly, I mean, you come into the to the Christian territory, I'm going to, you know, throw a little bit of Bible at you. I usually don't do that on the show because I'm not, you know, I'm not one to make religious arguments in public discourse, but I will when you enter into this domain. I mean, uh, Jesus said, like, to people who say, the lofty things that I'm trying to achieve for the sake of religion, for the sake of Christianity, for the sake of Jesus, I'm slapping the Jesus sticker on my ambitions, or I'm doing great things for God. Therefore, that justifies my uh, lack of character or or inner life that is not consistent with uh, Christ and his teachings. He said, many will uh, say, you know, Jesus, you, uh, we cast out demons in your name. We perform miracles in your name. And he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you because you have to actually live out, live the thing out before anything that you're doing can is actually reflective of him. Otherwise it's hypocritical on its face and you're actually doing a disservice to the name. You're, you're casting dishonor on uh, God's name when you're doing things in his name, but your life is not matching up with it. He also says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but not do what I say? So there it is. Amelie even said it a minute ago, not being religious. You're not obeying the very things that you're claiming to support. And Jesus, you're literally echoing Jesus's words when he said that like, people are going to claim to be my followers, claim to support me, but not act consistently with the ethic that I lay out, the character that I demonstrate. And, uh, he talked about, you know, having the outside of your cup clean, but inwardly it's it's gross and disgusting, called people whitewashed tombs. Uh, so he was very much big on being right and not just looking right and being right on the inside and letting that be the thing that transforms the world through you, not uh, doing great things on God's behalf, but having uh, total corruption in your character. That's no different from anybody else that you criticize. And this does just irk me because this is precisely why Christians have such a bad reputation in our country right now and across the world. And people, anytime you mention Christianity, it's, oh, they're just such hypocrites and blah, blah, blah. It's because of this mentality. It's because people will run around calling themselves Christians and doing things in God's name, um, but just not having the character that's consistent with Christianity, not actually obeying the teachings of Jesus and trying to practice them honestly in their personal lives. So just wanted to bring a little bit of clarity there from a Christian perspective, not to bore you guys with the religious stuff, but I just had to say it. Yeah, I was just going to evoke it that many times. Dishonor yeah. on you, dishonor on your family, dishonor on your cow. <laughs> Uh, just hilarious to see it. We have that. that tomato sound bite. We do. You know what? You know what Miss Fanny Wilson gets for what she did? Boo. Tomato, tomato, tomato. I'm throwing tomatoes. Boo. I'm throwing tomatoes. I'm throwing tomatoes. A tomato should have been thrown <laughs> uh, in that very moment. It's just amazing to watch how quickly people will go and pull the black card. And it shows you how we are conditioned to do exactly that. It's not a failure on my behalf. It's not something that I did wrong. It's not something that I need to take responsibility for or take accountability for. It is something that has been burdened, you know, onto me because of my blackness. We watch watched it with Claudine Gay, uh, the president of Harvard, who has now resigned when she was caught with, you know, over 
or 50 counts of plagiarism. What did she say? She did not say, yes, I plagiarized. I've been found out. You caught me. I should take a little bit of accountability here. And I need to, you know, uphold the academic standards of the institution that I am, you know, working on behalf of. No, she said, this is an attack fueled by racial animus. You are coming after me because I am a black woman and you don't like what I stand for. The same thing here with Miss Willis. She says, you know, oh, no accountability for the things that I have done. In fact, no clarity, because if she had not slept with the guy or had a romantic relationship with him, if she had not gone on vacations, if she had not given him special treatment and giving him uh, this, you know, this special prosecutor position, she could have just outright said that these are false allegations placed against me against me and then go go play the black card if that's what you want to do. She couldn't even do that. And she probably couldn't do it because it's true. The allegations are, in fact, true. And the fact that she's resorting to calling herself a flawed and imperfect person, okay, we know that to be the case for all of us, right? And you're hoping that we just look within ourselves and go, oh, well, me too. Let's ignore the fact that she's making an admission without making an admission. That's what's happening there. Uh, and instead of resorting to truth and being honest, you know, once you've been caught and the mask has been pulled off, they do every single victim card they can possibly pull. And I know because that's what I would have done back in the day. Okay. <laughs> the same damn card I would have pulled. And I would have got an amen to uh, from random people who are clearly not listening to what you're saying, which is even worse. That <laughs> You just have an entire crowd of people cheering this on uh, when she's making an admission to doing something very, very wrong. And, you know, if... If your goal is the same as Ms. Willis's goal and you want to see that Donald Trump is never able to run for president again, the person you should be the most upset with is her because she's the one who's going to end up, you know, creating this whole thing crumbling down because she's done she's done something wrong in service of herself rather than in service of the greater good and the good for your community of Donald Trump not being able to run for president. But instead of acknowledging that, people just go, oh, well, she's black. She looks like me. She's saying that she's a black woman and that's the reason this is happening. And I guess I agree with that because that's the same way that I've been conditioned and it's a service to nobody. So we'll check back in on that. I think there's going to be a lot. There's already been a lot of Trump news everywhere uh, these days, but there's going to be even more uh, today and in the coming days. So I don't know that we're going to cover it on the show. But uh, this was our little bit of coverage because she had to pull the black Like you card. said, they came into our territory, so yes. we had to, you know, set the record straight on a couple things. Yes, she came into our territory. Now, speaking of the territory of diversity and black representation, all that hullabaloo, we have a video out of uh, United Airlines with the CEO of United Airlines. You know, we've been talking about airlines on this show, how they've given into diversity, equity and inclusion, how we don't feel as though that is the best foot forward especially for an industry where uh, where things go wrong, you you lose lives. So maybe we should emphasize quality, character, merit, uh, standards, rather than diversity, equity, and inclusion, which just flat out means discrimination. But here's the CEO of United Airlines talking about his allegiance to DEI. Military. How is diversity and diversity targets working into the Aviator Academy? We have committed that 50% of the class of, of the classes will be women or people of color. Uh, today, only 19% of our pilots at United Airlines are women or people of color. And by the way, from all the data I've seen, that's the highest of any airline in the country. 
white males don't just dominate in the cockpits, also in the C-suite at United Airlines. Well, look, at United, I'm proud of the diversity that we actually have in our, our C-suite. I think if you look around corporate America. Correct me if I'm saying though. So I, this was just based off your website, the people you list as executives, but out of 11 people, three are women. I believe one is a person of color. Um, that's correct. Um, but, you know, in corporate America, I think, you know. That's a low bar. How do you yeah. raise your own bar? Well, a lot of this is, you know, focusing on it. We have uh, programs to, one of the things we do is for every job when we do an interview, we require women and people of color to be involved in, in the interview process, bringing people in early in their careers um, as well, uh, and giving them those opportunities uh, and creating a stronger band. Wonderful. Great. Aren't you guys all so excited for the future where instead of viewing people based on the things that they've achieved or what they're capable of or, you know, how they exceed our standards, we view them based on whether or not they're a woman, a person of color, a man, cisgendered, white, whatever the case may be. We're all just going to be living in this world where we have to label ourselves with these superficial identities that mean nothing, and that's what makes us capable of achieving uh, certain things, getting certain occupations. And United is trying to have a 50% person of color slash female, uh, I guess, piloting uh, uh, demographic, I guess, uh, how that's going to work out without you know, cutting quality I do not know. And we've already sort of outlined our entire argument for why that is the case. You guys can go and check out our previous live where we spoke about the airlines and why, yes, an adherence to diversity, equity, and inclusion is not only discrimination, but it also is going to mess with the quality of what is coming out of the airline industry. It happens in schools, it happens in other jobs and occupations, and it will happen the very same to airlines, even though these people are going to be meeting the standards standards of the company. You want the cream of the crop, do you not? And that requires not having a dedication to discrimination. And if white males are for some reason showing up at a larger percentage as uh, an, an airline pilots than any other demographic, maybe it's because that's just where they want to be. Maybe there are other reasons to reinforce why there are white males showing up and piloting more than other demographics. And it's not because we're not allowing black women or black men or Hispanic people to be pilots. It's just because within the white population and amongst males, there tends to be more of a drive towards wanting to be an airline pilot. We don't need to look at these disparities and immediately cry racism and say we need to solve this with DEI. We should, in fact, investigate why white men want to be pilots more than, than other demographics. That's okay. We don't need to live in this equity-based world where we try to cut things up into percentages and then stuff people in it to fill our quota. It's not going to end well, uh, and this is a very tricky industry to say it's not going to end well. And I hope it doesn't come in the form of actual real-world examples as to how this won't end well and that we nip this in the bud before it gets that far. That's my Yeah. Um, I mean, nipping it in the bud would have been preventing this ideology from capturing all of our major institutions from academia to Hollywood to corporate boards that uh, govern who gets to 
run companies like uh, United and run our industries. But alas, we're, this ideology has seeped its way into every nook and cranny of our society. But uh, it is getting pushback and people are waking up and it's a good thing. We've reacted to that Harvard story recently. This airline thing I don't think is going away anytime soon. And it does seem like a DEI is kind of being weighed and measured right now and found wanting uh, by at least most of the common sense public. Uh, but we definitely uh, hope that the knockout punch actually happens and it just becomes anathema. That's really where it needs to be. It needs to be if you're supportive of DEI efforts, if you're supportive of uh, positive discrimination, <laughs> uh, then that should be something that is considered shameful. We should just categorically reject this newfangled morality, this newfangled ideology that judges things based on Marxist ideas of power dynamics instead of uh, on the merits and mm -hmm. on uh, character, on competence, on ability and establishing an equal playing field and letting people rise to the top when you create these quotas and you create these, uh, we must hit this mark of this group of people. Other groups of people are going to be discriminated against. And look, you never hear them complain uh, about the underrepresentation of females and minorities in Garbage Men or the ExxonMobil CEO saying we need more yeah. uh, females working on oil rigs or whatever. I mean, maybe they probably are saying that these days. I shouldn't say <laughs> that. But, uh, you know, uh, letting people and I always think of Jordan Peterson, too, like in, in the Scandinavian countries, which people love to point to as bastions of gender equality. He says when in a culture that uh, corrects for where there's what that are egalitarian mm -hmm. that treat men and women equally before the law and in the culture, the differences between men and women actually exaggerate when they're free to choose whatever career and free of social pressures. They actually women more tend to go towards fields that involve people like nursing or teaching or things like that. And men more go towards the, the, fields that are more traditionally men. And look, we always make exceptions or whatever. That's yes. not the point. The point is uh, we don't need to try to social re socially re-engineer reality. We should just live in reality and hold to our principles that allow for a fair and just world to exist. So we have fair and just standards to evaluate things by. And this game of oppression Olympics and power dynamics just cannot get us there and it should just com be completely rejected. Yeah, and, and shout out to Z, who made a really good point in the YouTube comments on the live chat, said, you know, piloting is expensive. It's more about class than it is about race. I would be all for going to, you know, under-resourced areas that don't have access to things like this and, and seeking out people who want to be a part of a program based on class. This is something totally different than judging people based on the color of their skin. Now, incidentally, if you were in low-income areas, you probably are going to find uh, quite a few uh, people of color that will be capable of taking on this position, that will meet the standards, exceed the standards, and, you know, fly up to the top. What I want is the top performers when it comes to piloting. Uh, and it just does not seem like that's what we're going to get with DEI. But yet there is this continued adherence to DEI. And, you know, I, I have to think that it just has to do with like ESG scoring and getting benefits uh, from, from the government and, you know, networking with other corporations, things like that, because there's it's just not logical anymore. It's not logical. No. It doesn't make sense. I feel as though the general public, for the most part, is catching on to the fact that this does not make sense. Uh, and we'll, we'll see how how 
far this goes, what it leads to, what kind of quality comes out of these different companies, and then we'll go from there. Now, mm-hmm. as I said before, we've been circling back on stories on today's show. We circled back to the airlines. Now we're circling back to the Stanley Cup. You guys know how I feel about Stanley Cups. I like, don't understand the hype around Stanley Cups. We've watched a bunch of people run into Targets and Walmarts like they did, like they used to back in the day on Black Friday, just to grab a Stanley Cup. Uh, girls, you know, clubbing each other over the heads in order to grab the Starbucks edition of, of Stanley Cup and all this stuff. And now we have a story that went crazy viral on TikTok of a mom talking about her nine-year-old being bullied for not having a Stanley Cup at school. And the reason we're talking about this is like, this went insanely viral. There was news publications talking about it. It has nearly 500,000 likes on Twitter, I mean, on TikTok. It's been posted to many other platforms. Let's hear from the mother. And I wanna ask you guys, how would you handle this situation as a parent? Because this is probably uh, an an inevitability when it comes to having children and, you know, them not having the trendy thing that you're supposed to have for X year. There's always something. When I was in school, it was like, Lisa Frank notebooks. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. What was your thing, Taylor? What was the thing you had to have? Um, Well, so when I was in middle school, it was in the Abercrombie and Fitch era. Uh Um, So like people were like popping their collars or doing double pop collars and you had to be wearing Abercrombie and Fitch or uh, American Eagle was like down a notch, but still okay. And then like Aeropostale was kind of like, you're trying, but you're, you're, that's not really the the cool thing. So okay. I remember I got, I like begged my mom to get me Abercrombie t-shirts and I ended up with five. And then I just like wore those five shirts every <laughs> week until I got one more to start working into the rotation. Yeah. Um, because that's how you are in middle school. You want to get the trendy thing to fit in. So I, I get it. But yeah. yeah, that was my thing. I guess Lisa Frank for me was elementary school. That was like the folders, the notebooks with the collages all over them in middle school it was probably like Abercrombie mixed with Hollister like people were wearing the shirt that just said like Hollister across it or like Abercrombie and Fitch right Mm -hmm. across the center which is just like so ugly in retrospect anyways that was a huge thing Uh, not having money for the book fair the scholastic book fair that comes to school that was like a huge all like everybody feels bad for you you might get bullied a bit which sucks kids suck sometimes okay let's go ahead and acknowledge that and if you're a kid who's bullying somebody for not having a stanley cup you guys you need to chill right we need to be nicer uh and uh some kids are just not nice now let's watch this video of this mom detailing her problem I don't post a lot of controversial content on my page. I usually like to keep things pretty fun, pretty lighthearted. I do a lot of voiceover content. With that being said, I'm gonna keep this pretty short and sweet. This is the cup that we got our daughter for Christmas. This is not a Stanley. This is a 9.98 Walmart cup that she said she thought was cute. She is nine years old. On the second day back to school after Christmas break, she comes home. She's not crying, she's just upset. The girls, all the other girls in her grade, I'm not saying all, maybe she said nine, 10 of them, all got Stanleys for Christmas. And they made sure to let her know that this is not a real Stanley, that this is fake and it's not as cool. So she comes home, she's upset. She asks if she can have a real Stanley. Do I think that a nine-year-old needs a Stanley? No. Do I have one? Yes, I have one. I don't have 50 Stanleys in all different colors. I'm not going to Target and fighting other women or moms to try and get the new Valentine's Day 
stand. I have one. So that being said, before you come at me, um, if you're a mom, if you're a parent, and you can do something to keep your child from getting made fun of, to help fit in, you're gonna do it. So we went and bought her a 30 ounce Stanley. In our area, at our local Ace Hardware, these are $35. Can we afford to buy her a Stanley? Yes. Did I think that she needed one? No. Apparently I've been proven wrong by the children in our school that are making fun of her for not having a real name brand Stanley. But this doesn't start with the kids. This starts with us. This starts with parents, with moms. What are we teaching our kids? You better believe that if our nine-year-old daughter came home and somehow we found out that she made fun of another girl at school for not having something name brand, whether it's a Stanley, Lululemon, Uggs, I don't care what it is. We would be calling the family. We would be making her write a note to apologize. <laughs> we would make her apologize in person because that's not what we do in this household. And that's what we need to be teaching our kids. It does not matter. It's great. If you want to have name brand things and you can afford name brand nice things, that's great. We are fortunate enough that we can afford name brand things. But once again, we're trying to teach our kids that they don't necessarily need that. Things are earned. You okay, you get the gist here. She mm -hmm. went, she caved to the cabal of nine-year-olds who were making fun of this girl and went and bought her a $35 Stanley cup. Guys, oh my gosh. I'm, I like, when my kids are of, of school age in the future, when I have them, I just am wondering what the next commercialized thing is gonna be that your, your kid gets bullied for not having. And right now it's a Stanley cup. And there is like Stanley cup derangement syndrome happening right now in the US of A. Everybody and their mother has a Stanley Cup. I've seen girls on TikTok that have 200 Stanley Cups, which makes no sense to me, considering the whole idea from my understanding of the Stanley Cup is that it's like reusable, it you know lasts a long time and you only need one. So these girls are going out and buying 200 Stanley Cups. I saw a store the other day that said, uh, the new Stanley Cup has a heart on it. We need to go buy the new Stanley Cup. There's a heart on this Stanley Cup. So girls are going out and buying it. And I'm like, where's the heart on the Stanley Cup itself? It's not even on the Stanley Cup. It's on the little piece of paper that comes wrapped around the Stanley Cup with the price tag on it. And people were going to the store in droves to get the Stanley Cup where the piece of paper has a heart on it. Now, if I was the parent in this case, I can understand the want to sort of like cave and just make the situation better. You get her the Stanley Cup, the kids shut up. But part of me is going to be like, no, I'm not. We're not going to do that. We're going to stand up to this little group of 10 year olds and <laughs> we're going to tell them that you don't need a Stanley Cup to be cool and that they're in fact lame for coming after you for not having the Stanley Cup and that your cup is actually cool and <laughs> And they can deal with it. Now, how you get a nine-year-old to, to work up the courage to do that, I don't know. But that's the goal that I'm working towards with my future kids. We are not allowing them to be bullied by a group of nine-year-olds with Stanley Cups. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, where's the line between, like, relieving your kid of distress versus taking the opportunity for a teaching moment? I'm with you. I All think right. I would tend more toward... Uh, taking the opportunity that this presents to say, yeah, these kids are dumb and they suck and they shouldn't be judging you on something so stupid and arbitrary as 
a cup that you have and it's dumb. But of course, you know, a nine-year-old girl may struggle to put equal weight in your lofty rhetoric uh, compared to what they're facing at school. But, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough call. Um, I do, I do lean towards though, like teaching moments are something that you generally want to lean on. I'm curious how parents feel in the chat. We did do a poll. Would you buy your kid a Stanley cup? Not necessarily in those circumstances. Um, 85% of you said no. And 14% or 15% say yes. I will have hoped that in my nine years with that child, I would have given her, I would have sent down enough values in my parenting that she would already know to, to come after these kids and say, don't, you're not going to bully me over not having the Stanley Cup. I would hope that she already doesn't place too much weight on these like little mindless consumer products that are now just like taking over the world for their two weeks at a time. And then people move on to the next thing. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, there's always going to be something else. So I'd hope it could be a teaching moment where you teach them not to be susceptible to that because, you know, two weeks later, it's going to be, did you get the new drunk elephant? Did you go get the summer right. fresh moisturizer with like all the kids going to Sephora? That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> there's there's going to be the next thing after thing after thing. And you have to learn that like, no, I, I want the cup that we went and bought at Walmart for $3 that nobody else has. And, you know, that makes me unique because all of you guys have your little conformist Stanleys. <laughs> and uh, and I'm not vibing with that. I want my unique little my little Walmart cup. <laughs> uh, uh, your dad could go dig out his old Nalgene, which was the cool cup like five years ago. And yeah, you can right. bring that to school and <laughs> educate everybody on that. Or uh, I was talking with somebody and they reminded me of that. And then before that, we had like Hydro Flask and there was Camelback. So every couple of years, there seems to be a new way that's like the cool way to drink your water. And I wonder how long the, the Stanley Cup will uh, be sitting on that throne. Gosh, and you guys will have to remind me about this other cup that was super trendy in like, I want to say the early 2010s. It's like a plastic cup that had, it's like double plastic and then you can put like little emblems in the middle. Like you could put your favorite yeah. sports team or like, you know, my grandparents have like a US Navy emblem in theirs. So what was the name of that cup? Those were super popular. Everybody was buying them and getting all their different like teams and stuff and their like family crests and stuff put in the uh put in the tumblers and monograms of their initials. There's always a new trend. Uh and just think of all the microplastics we got in it because of those. <laughs> Uh, yeah, tumblers, tumblers. Was that the name of the brand though? They are, they're tumblers. I think they're called tumblers. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I'll just keep my water bottle. Although I did, I keep getting TikTok for some reason. My algorithm gives me like all these different studies that pop up about like new carcinogen things and like things that they've now found to cause cancer or whatever have microplastics in it. And I just read somewhere the other day after seeing a TikTok, that like water bottles have like 200 times or something the amount of microplastics that they originally thought water bottles had in them. I saw that. So now it freaks me out. And then I get, you go and you're like, okay, I'll, I'll get a Brita filter. And then new study shows that Brita filter actually causes cancer. <laughs> it's like, you know what? I'm over it. I can't keep up with this stuff anymore. I'm just going to buy what I buy. <laughs> yeah. Everything you do is going to kill you in one way or another. So just 
Yes. I mean, I don't want to say so do whatever, but I don't know. Do your best. Right. Give the information you have access to. Do your best. And by the way, you guys, it's Tervis tumblers. That's what they were called. Tervis ah. cups. Tervis cups were so huge for like a hot minute. So not only do we have little micro trends that pop up, we have micro cup trends that, you know, pop up and have their little eras. So uh, we'll check back in maybe on the Stanley mania. It's going to continue. This has been Stanley's been sticking around for quite quite some time now in the news and in the general public's interest. I wonder what comes after this. And with that, we're going to get into Super Chats, guys. Okay. It's here for um, you. Guys, we're working on the soundboard. I think we're, we, we are. didn't quite pick a song yet, but we're, we programmed some other cool stuff. You guys so want to be hearing that. You want to hear some of the sounds that I'll just play one sound that I got. Why are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> we, we have to put that one. We say that so many times on the show. So now I'm just going to outsource the labor of saying that to the soundboard. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, thing. I wish I need access to that button virtually somehow All so right. I can play it at opportune moments, 100%. like when I get certain sus uh, super chats. Yeah, Anyways, uh, the Taylor fan club says, uh, happy Monday, everyone. Hoping everyone had a good day off. I think that's only if you're in the U.S. of A. We've got yeah. a pretty big international audience. Martin Luther King Day, Martin Luther King yeah. Jr. Day. It's a federal holiday. I put Taylor to work, so he did not get yeah. to enjoy <laughs> Cracking that whip. Um, Bug Girl says it's been like 40 below zero every night and 16 below every day for the past week where I'm at. Oh my gosh. Dang. If it's even 40 Are you in Alaska? Here, That's crazy. 40 below zero. She's in Yakult. That's wild. I've been in uh, like 20 below, 20s below, and that's brutal. Um, but 40 is, I mean, can you even tell the difference at that point? You're just like in right. a vacuum of heat. I've never experienced that type of cold. Eva. It's, it's brutal. Uh, South Dakota Cindy says, cold, it's minus eight, but feels like minus 32. Jeez. Mm, my goodness. You guys are freezing. You guys are getting hypothermia. Think, yeah, I think we're in like the teens right now in Middle Tennessee. It's mm. going to get as low as I think around two degrees this week. But uh, yeah, not fun. I'm from Minnesota originally. My, my family is, so... Um, I feel you on some of these crazy temperatures, but um, yeah, yikes. South Dakota, yikes. though, keep holding it down. Um, I will say, if you have that cold for an extended amount of time, they call it cabin fever, where you just like don't even care anymore and you just go do it. And when I lived in Minnesota for a year when I was in high school, um, I got that in the winter. I was like, mm. you know what? I'm not going to do nothing. So I'm just going to get over it. Yes, it's freaking cold, but who cares? I'm going to go. And then you kind of get used to it. I don't know. People are like, how can people live up there? But you do. It's not that bad. Yeah. Um, seems about white says, <laughs> Hey, Amla and Taylor, uh, my partner and I are truck, our team truck drivers for FedEx and watch you while driving oh, all over the country. Finally awesome. caught a live at while at home. So just wanted to pop in and say hi. Ah, very cool. I'm glad you got to do this one whilst relaxing at home rather than being out on the road. Uh, but that is so awesome that you guys truck drive together. That's so cool. That's super cool. Um, 
Zirael says, after watching you for a while, you gave me the courage to speak up during a controversial project I had to do in my class Ooh. and talk about a different perspective instead of saying what they wanted me to say on the topic. Hell yeah. I hope that went well for you. We got to give you a round of applause for round that. Of applause. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. And I hope it went well and that it didn't, you didn't, you know, ruffle too many feathers or, you know, get too many haters because of it. But if you did, so be it. Congratulations. Let them hate. Mm-hmm. No, that's my favorite. Among my favorite kind of super chats or just comments that we get is mm -hmm. when people are like, hey, I'm I'm speaking out. I'm speaking my mind. I'm um, yep. being true to myself. I'm not caving to intimidation from other people. So well done. Shouldn't Very glad to hear it. Um, Rebecca DeCombe just sends a super chat from New Zealand, it looks like, but no, no message. Thank oh, you here so it is. much. Oh. Uh, I don't know how Super Chats work, so I accidentally sent a blank one. Oh, no. Kia Ora from New Zealand. My first time catching you guys live. Much love. Oh, very cool. Guys, I'm actually, this is, this is not even going to be close to New Zealand, but I'm actually going to be in Australia next week, and I'm so excited. Breaking news. Australia. I've never been before, so it's going to be the best. I'm literally so excited. I'm going to be in Sydney. Are there any Sydney people watching right now? Um, so, yeah, I'll be there for about, like, a week or two. We're going to try to have as much content uh, while whilst I'm there. Don't worry, guys. We're not going to leave mm -hmm. you high and dry. We'll be and here. If you find a way to go live at the regular time, you'll be going live in the future. Yeah, um, right. The day after <laughs> so in Australia. You'll, you'll have to let us know what it's like in the future over there. Yeah. Uh, let's see, which is cool. We have a pretty, uh, a bunch of y'all are from Australia, so I'm sure they're excited to hear you'll be visiting. Yeah. Um, Gary says... Good. I haven't even watched the movie because I hate how it makes men look. They are either idiot simps or creeps. People I know say Ken is the best part. Yeah, I think uh, Ryan Gosling, Margot Robbie, they did really great performances uh, in Barbie. And there was no really like bad acting or anything like that. It's just the, the general messaging that I didn't I couldn't quite uh, get behind. Yeah, all the men in the show are like. Not not very bright, or they're horrible human beings. <laughs> so not very bright, horrible human beings. That's what you get to choose from. Yeah, it's it's feminist caricatures of of men. Yeah, um, which is fine in a movie that is you know that's the world that they're creating. And, yeah, you know is what it is. But uh, Nikki T says I'm a longtime listener. Back to Will and Amala. Mm -hmm. um, He's reading Will's new book. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you still chat with him? I do not. Not guys. in touch. I, we send each other Lord of the Rings memes now and then. So that's uh, about the extent of my contact as well. But it's awesome that you've been listening for so yeah. long. Thank you. That's an OG uh, OG. Mm -hmm. That's like, oh, that's like two, how many years? Two and a half years? Is that two yeah, and a half years? about two and a half years ago. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rebecca DeCombe says, I don't know how Super Chats work, so I accidentally sent a blank one. Oh, I already read that one. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I had, to, I had to skip up and read that whenever you sent the blank one. Uh, Sheen Shine says, happy Tuesday from Australia. 40 degrees Celsius here Australia. lately. That's so hot. Uh, thank you both for keeping me sane during pregnancy, <laughs> sneaking some things in while my baby sleeps. Oh my gosh, <laughs> during pregnancy. Congratulations. Do I have a sound effect for that? I don't know. That's, Applause again? that's a pregnancy know. sound effect, I feel like. Congrats on that. Wow. In Australia. See you soon. Yeah. Hey. I'm sure that alone time is uh, precious. So we're honored that you chose yeah. this show and glad Just you're hanging out, out with us. us. 
Uh, Annie the pimp just sends a little emoji of like a dancing little egg. Love it. Maracas or something. Dancing so, egg. Very nice. Uh, Ange says, Amala, I showed my boyfriend your photo shoot with Risa, and I think I sparked some interest in him to do a photo <laughs> shoot with me. I hope you guys oh, have yay. a great day on Monday. <laughs> I hope you do. So uh, for those of you who don't know what this is about, this is on my uh, my Instagram or Facebook. You can check it out there. I For my best friend Reese's birthday, I got her like a JCPenney photo shoot that we could do together. So we went to JCPenney yesterday and did the little like cheesy photo shoots you do with your friends and family. And we asked the guy to make it as awkward as possible. And some of them turned out awkward. Some of them didn't. Uh, but I posted those on Instagram uh, and people were people seemed to like that that photo shoot. I got to do more fun stuff like that. Yeah, it gave me like 90s glamour shots vibes, <laughs> except not even glamour shots, just like 90s, I don't know. Yeah, 90s style, kind of quirky, yeah, quirky mm-hmm. yearbook. Love it. Hey, Beats Gen Z, you could actually make you guys out. You guys are like uh, posting blurry photos where you can't even see what the heck's going on right. or see people in them anymore. I don't understand that trend. Wait, blurry photo like trend? You don't understand it? No. I love a blurry photo. It's like on purpose. Like, how do you do it? You like shake your camera, or is it like a, a, an actual filter you put on after you? You're take either a clear like picture? moving while the while the picture's taken, or you like move the camera as you take the the photo, and it makes it blurry. So why? Why? Just because it's an aesthetic, I guess. Why are y'all kids walking around with holes in your jeans? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My grandpa <laughs> always says right that. Now. He's like, I can oh, do that for Lord. you for free. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mike says, Hey guys, I'd really love for you guys to, to check out and give your thoughts on the music video to be a man, mega remix by Dax and other artists. People need to hear and feel this song. Okay. I'll have to check it out. I don't think I can play it here because of copyright issues, but I will look it up to be a man. I see it right here. Yeah. Thanks for the recommendation. recommendation. Yeah. Uh, John Burnett sends super chat. No message. Thank you, John. Thanks, John. Hayden Dawson says, as a Christian, I'm turned off when people start making arguments in a format that sounds like spoken word. Sorry, I struggle to take that seriously. As a former leftist, I too get pissed off when people start <laughs> making arguments in a format that sounds like spoken word. <laughs> we talk about that on the show a lot. Uh, the, the spoken words, which there's a time and place for spoken word and slam poetry. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit, like I'll, I love to watch like uh, some of the competitions that happen surrounding like slam poetry and you know, all, all that fun stuff and all, there's some really like brilliant writers who put on a good performance. But when people just speak in that cadence normally or like in their TikTok videos, I can't deal with it. So sorry. Yeah, and similarly, like I think I've seen like, I've been at church services or seen clips of people preaching where they kind of use that I don't know what you call it like performative almost like you're singing and, mm-hmm. and something and, and it can be like a powerful sort of uplifting uh experience but uh when it's like purely performative and done to more like draw attention to yourself than like you know get the message across in a more dynamic way then you you kind of start losing me and yeah. you never want to judge people's intent but it's I don't know either you're feeling it or you don't so mm-hmm. Um, that's that's an interesting comment. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Taylor Fan Club says, will Wednesday stream be on Jubilee's new white people versus black people video? I would watch it there, but I want to hear everyone's reaction. I don't think Wednesday stream is going to be that, but I do think it's going to be next week, probably next week, Monday. 
So keep an eye out for that one. Uh, yeah. So decide for yourself reactions. if you want to wait that long. Yeah, for decide our reactions. for yourself. <laughs> we encourage y'all to watch Jubilee's videos first. We do. Um, and maybe you can bring some more informed opinions yes, uh, in the be, chat and say, when I saw this, this is what I thought. Yeah, you'll be stacked and prepared uh, if you watch it before. And yeah, make sure you subscribe to Jubilee as well, guys. We, we like their channel a lot. Uh, Jesus Hernandez says, hi, Amelie Taylor. I recently discovered you last month. Watched all your vids. Do you really watch all our videos? There's like a thousand videos on this videos. channel. That would be extremely <laughs> impressive. That'd be awesome if um, you did. I'm, I'm, well, we need to make you a plaque or something if you finished all the videos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but he says, I'm so grateful for you. You gave me a voice I never thought I had. Wow. You guys are going to make me cry. That's so sweet. Oh my goodness. Wow. I'm so happy to hear that. Whenever you guys are like, oh, now I feel like I can say something. I'm going to speak up for myself. Music to my ears, guys. Thank you for that. Uh, Satma Dude says, I dreamt that I lit a fat old blunt and Taylor took it away and put it out. Taylor is policing me even in my dreams. Wow. Cut it the, heck out, dude. the disrespect. I mean... Guys, That's what is bad for you. what's the other the your what is your dream blunt rotation? Put it in the chat down below. <laughs> Do you know what that trend is, Taylor? No. Do you think I know what that trend is? Come on, be honest. <laughs> your dream me. blunt rotation is like if you were to be smoking weed with a group of people, like who what's the dream team? Who would you want to be? And oh. then you have your nightmare blunt rotation as well. So like oh, the wow. worst people to be around uh, doing such an activity. Interesting. Not that I know anything about any of that blunt rotations yep. well so. wait you got to answer it now i'm i'm thinking like my mind goes to uh mm. joe rogan because he's kind of famous for that with elon he had that episode where him and elon smoked a blunt joe rogan, that, um, be an interesting that was one. legendary snoop dogg of course is the weed guy uh <laughs> throw that in there i'm trying to think of people that i just like feel like i would genuinely like uh you know another one this is kind of obscure but uh peter jackson because I was just watching, this is so nerdy, but I was watching the uh, like bonus features from the extended editions of Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about his like, just how much went into the films and the reverence they had for Tolkien and how much they read about him. And just, I would just, those are my favorite movies of all time. And I would love to pick his brain about like just the process and everything that went into that. So yeah. super nerdy, but I would no, totally, good. I don't, I don't smoke weed i've had weed in like edible form but um, uh -huh. uh, uh but i would do it for peter jackson i'm trying to think of like who i want like a mix of interesting people but also people maybe i'm inspired by like just interesting people i feel like jennifer lawrence would be like so cool to hang out with she seems like she's got a cool personality chill chill girl uh you guys know i love the 1975 so maddie healy putting that in the dream blunt oh. rotation um who else? Thomas Soul. <laughs> oh gosh, dude, that would be—he's on my list too. Thomas oh my Soul. gosh, could you imagine? Yeah, mix him in there. Uh, I don't know. I think that—that's it for now. I'll—if I think of any more, I'll, I'll add him in there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's a—that's an interesting. Uh, well, it turned into a much more interesting super chat. Yes. <laughs> Open that can. Thank you. Uh, Jeremy Owen says, "Love your perspective, Taylor. Taylor, any news on your Faith podcast or YouTube channel?" Uh, no, no actual news as in nothing has materialized, but I have been kind of behind the scenes, like, um, pairing for that. And, uh, yeah. So stay tuned, I guess it was, it's a goal of mine to get something going this year and hopefully sooner than later. 
we may be reacting to the this um what was it like Christians versus former Christians Jubilee episode yes. coming up soon. And I think that'll get into a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. maybe uh I will want to elaborate on some of those things on another uh platform. So stay tuned. Stay tuned, y'all. Uh Ryan Little Eagle says, while I enjoy your show and streams, I'm honestly disappointed in your lack of knowledge and respect when it comes to the NDN community and culture. You can be respectful without being like the left. From the Indian? Indian? I guess that's a short for Indian, yeah. Oh, I don't have a lack of respect for indigenous people, but I'm not sure what you would be uh, bringing into reference there. You'll have to enumerate on that. Indigenous yeah, and I did cool. see throughout the show there was some more chat about that, but I don't think we were disrespectful. I mean, we could always learn more, but um, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah, uh, but sorry th- you feel that thank way. you for the super chat. Yeah, no, no negative feelings towards I, indigenous people. Of course, just of a course. very clear pattern here in in Hollywood that I think is just uh, you can see as plain as day uh, with your eye. It's not to say that it shouldn't be happening. Uh, it's just to say that it most definitely. Most definitely is. Yeah. Uh, Virginia Whitley says, imagine when they start saying that we need 50% of brain surgeons to be women in POC. I'm pretty sure that's been said. Yeah, I think every every industry you can think of, they're doing the exact same thing across the board when it comes to uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. So we just reacted to that uh, Johns Hopkins medicine newsletter that was put out their diversity digest about privilege and who has it and uh, you best believe they're advocates of diversifying the uh, different uh, positions for their physicians positions for physicians <laughs> uh, Celtic blacksmith says almost throwing shade at them Stanley cups bold talk from someone who's dressed like one what do you mean <laughs> how am I dressed like a stan is this like a is this like a color for the Stanleys I think those new like uh, Starbucks like collab ones that they did were were that that color pink. So I guess that might be rude. But he said just a little jokey rude. joke, looking good, darling. So <laughs> Thank nice you. save. I'll take it. I guess the pink <laughs> is maybe maybe it's Stanley Pink. You guys can confirm in the chat down below. <laughs> Man, he ay, ay, ay. chose violence today. He really uh, did. I guess expected from a blacksmith. Yeah, forging forging swords, slinging arrows at you. Hundred percent. Uh, Loretta Jean MUA says, does anyone else do all their major household chores while listening to Amala and Taylor? I've already swept and mopped my entire house while listening. Signed, Amala's Winged Liner Fan Club. You guys are better than me. Oh, thank you for the compliment on that. You guys are way better than me. I wish I would listen to podcasts and clean my apartment. I I do not. (laughs) I do not do that. I, I took me a second to, I was like, what the heck is winged liner? Is that something I don't know about? But it's like a makeup thing, right? It's the cat eyes. I got you. Mm-hmm. I see you. Um, that's funny. Yeah, I actually had a very productive weekend. My wife's out of town for a work trip and I was like cleaning the house. I took down all our uh, Christmas decorations. She um, she gets really stressed when she has to go uh, travel for work because it's like really busy long days. She, she works these trade shows and I told her I'm helping her fight the stress from the home front by being <laughs> productive at home because when I, the house is clean she gets back she's much happier yeah. as I learned my lesson. It's good to uh, return to a, a clean, so. <laughs> clean apartment slash house. Yes. 
Um, Monica Leah says, why women haven't said women should work as sewer? Why, why haven't women said women should work as sewer workers, plumbers, electricians, farmers, foresters, miners, metal workers, mm, carpenters, mm, mm. etc.? A good question indeed. It's because it's not desirable, is it? We only want equity in the positions that benefit us and not in the ones that don't. Indeed. Um, Joy says, OMG, I love the new soundboard sounds. Like the video, everyone. Clearly, they earned it. LOL. Like the video. What else do I have here? Um, this one. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> Stop it. Get some help. Do you guys recognize this sound? That is not correct. Uh, that is not correct. If, if you know where that's from, drop that in the comments down <laughs> below. I feel like... Um, that might be might be a deep cut. I don't know if it's that deep of a cut. I didn't know it, but you educated me. Yeah, let, let me know, guys. Uh, let's see. Boz says, The blatant failure of public education in this country is truly a sight to behold. Anything to create more uneducated adults to manipulate, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Like you, you, I teeter on like thinking it's like a strategic thing, like these evil elites are planning all this, and then just thinking it's just ignorance like just ignorance at play and that's what's leading to these problems but yeah the public education system is not always bad like i was a publicly educated individual and turned out just fine really valued my education loved the education that i received in public school just seems like nowadays it's getting worse and worse and worse and i don't know if it's like a plan or if it's just you know the wrong people running things and running them into the ground yeah, I, I've always thought I was in my kids' public school, but mm -hmm. last couple of years have made me want to yeah. change my mind on that. I, I went for a couple of years of public school. I was homeschooled. I did international school. I did private school for a little bit, like the whole gamut. Um, and I think that there's an element of like being socialized once you have, you know, like you're raising your kids, they're, you know, they're being inculcated with your values and such, and then you mm -hmm. can send them out into the world. But now there's such a, like an overt effort to indoctrinate, it feels like. And it, it's just, I, I don't trust it. Yeah. So you I think there to, are other ways to socialize your kids. Maybe you had like one teacher you didn't like, or like a couple of bad kids in, in class that you had to like watch out from, or you knew they were bad influences. Now it's like uh, everywhere all the time. I don't know. It doesn't seem mm -hmm. like a good environment. No, indeed. Uh, another one from Ryan Little Eagle. Could do without the left's anti-white in Echo. Nat for Native people, it's nice to see our culture and selves in mainstream media in a modern day and not the Dances with Wolves, John Wayne stereotype. Ah, oh, interesting. I, so I've seen, is there is there a not, not an appreciation for that movie? I did not know that for Dances with Wolves. Have you ever seen that movie? I have not. I know about it. Uh, it's like Kevin Costner, right? Yeah, yeah. Let us Oscar know down winner. below how you feel about that film, because I know it's a very, very popular film. I watched it for the first time maybe like a year ago and didn't really think too much of it. Yeah, I think if you're going to tell a story, I don't think uh, it's at all wrong to to focus on, you know, an indigenous background. And like I said, this was the original character from the uh, old Marvel comics was uh, an indigenous female who also happened to be deaf, which is why I think it's important to go back to the source material. It's a little different when uh, you intermix it with other diversity narratives, though, and other political things, as it seems is very clear they're trying to uh, insinuate with some of the messaging. And while we're talking, one Ryan sent one more. So mm -hmm. it's disrespect 
that he was referring to felt more from side comments in previous streams, but it's not malicious, just comes from not knowing. Truly like you guys and enjoy the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You'll have to uh, let us know about exactly uh, what you're referring to when it comes to, yeah, indigenous people. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, people can always learn more about cultures that they're, you know, peripherally referring to mm-hmm. in public discussion. But I liken it to the conversations we have about like, you know, is it some people feel it's cultural appropriation for people to, you know, for like white people to make cowboy caviar uh, and stuff like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. is it we live in a very melting pot society and where everyone gets it equally we can we should be able to share in each other's foods and in comedy comedians should be able to dish it out equally to every group whether it's the trans or this racial group or whatever it's just like that as long as there's no like you said malicious intent i I think everything should mostly be fair game but i'll be the first to admit i don't know a ton about native american culture um but anyway thank you for uh participating in this though and we're glad you're here Mm -hmm. uh Joy says, OMG, I love the new soundboard sounds like the video everyone clearly there. Oh, I read that one. My bad. I had to skip back down. Uh, Let's see. Brittany says, the brand trends have always existed, but when I was 10, I wanted Lisa Frank anything. Heelys and an American Girl doll. Uh, Kids should want toys. I never got an American Girl doll, uh, but that was a super huge thing. Those things are expensive. Expensive. Like, eh, that's insane. The American Girl doll mm. industry is huge. Uh, Lisa Frank was totally a, a big thing. Yeah, it is interesting to, like, see the shift for kids uh, fall out of, like, toys and more things that we would view to be immature into, like, Stanley Cups is, like, a thing that nine-year-olds want, which just kind of, like, blows my mind a little bit. I think there is an argument to be made, or maybe this is, like, a video topic of... We're blurring the lines between, um, like, kidhood and teenage, like, hood. Not, not, they're sort of mixing together. And I think that's happening with social media now. Because, like, now nine-year-olds can watch content of, like, 13-year-olds and 15-year-olds and 20-year-olds. And now, like, kids are looking older. They're not going through awkward phases. They're shopping at Sephora. That's, like, a huge trend right now that people are talking about. And kids don't really have, like, kid spaces anymore like when I was a kid we used to like go to the playground or go to like that you know how McDonald's used to have little playgrounds attached to them and stuff and or the library that was a huge thing when I was a kid you don't really hear all that much about children doing things that we would typically associate with with children anymore but y'all let me know in the comments down below I don't I don't have a much of a bridge to the lives of nine-year-olds and 10-year-olds. So maybe you guys are still doing that sort of stuff. Or if you're Mm. a parent, maybe you're still doing that with your kids. But it feels interesting that they're like, they want to go to the mall or like Sephora and buy Stanley Cups and stuff. It's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. You did remind me of Heelys. I forgot about those. That was definitely a trend back when in the day, which makes me think of like the Razor scooters. That was a thing when I was like in middle school, everyone wanted one of those. The little had, thing like, a knockoff one. where you like you put it on your ankle and you swivel your ankle around and jump over the ball. Have you seen that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like a skip, skip ball it. or something skip like that. Yeah, skip it. Those were skip huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's Man, all those little some... things. <laughs> uh, BMX bikes were big when I was in middle school for a while. Yep. Everyone was playing this little PlayStation game called uh, Freestyle BMX. And uh, the little also skateboards. Nike, Nike sh- 
Oh yeah, the tech deck or whatever, the yeah. little <laughs> the skateboard in your oh fingers. Is that what it was called? And Nike Shocks. I, I asked Alma if she remembered those, and she did not, right? No. But S S H O X. It was like the trendy shoe when I was in middle school. Nike Shocks. And uh, they were like Nikes, and they had like what looked like little I don't know uh, shocks on mm-hmm. the heel of the foot, and everyone had them. They were like super cool. They're like pre Air Maxes. <laughs> Um, I don't remember that but, at all. Yeah, I'm dating myself maybe hmm. there. <laughs> Someone said it's the ugliest shoes ever, so they know what I'm talking about. Ugliest shoes ever. <laughs> uh, Celtic Blacksmith Fan Club. Wow, that's a deep oh, cut. wow. Says, yes, you have a fan club now. A few of us in the chat keep looking slash listening for Taylor to read Celtic Blacksmith. Hope We, we hope <laughs> to keep hearing from you. Wow, there's levels <laughs> to this stuff, guys. Wow. Just keeps getting yeah. deeper. <laughs> Inception, how many layers uh, down the dream world are we? Right. <laughs> um, Mackay or Mackie says, hey, I just turned 14. Uh, I'm assuming you, you probably did, but have you read 1984 by George Orwell? The way the story is super accurate is kind of eerie to me. I have not. And we talked about this, I think, on our last live. All these like uh, books that, that pop up, uh, you know, like uh, what Fahrenheit 451, uh, Fountainhead, uh, yeah brave new world Uh, the only reason i have not read the books is because so many people talk about them in the circles that i'm in and the videos that i watch that i doesn't feel necessary to read them anymore because of how often they are like cited or used as examples or people are uh you know detailing what happens in the books to compare to what's happening today it's kind of taken away my drive to go and read the book itself if that makes Um, sense yeah, but thanks for watching at 14. That's yeah. super awesome. Oh my gosh. Uh, I don't even know what I was doing at 14. <laughs> Not this. You were giving speeches at <laughs> radical leftist yes, rallies. I was. <laughs> Not quite. I was Not quite. 16. A little older, but I was doing it at school, most definitely, being annoying. You were on the, the path, the pipeline. <laughs> Uh, I break you says, hi, Amala. Are you aware and have you thought of speaking with Chris and Peaches from the To Be Better podcast? I don't know. Heard what that, that is? No, I've never heard about that. I'll have to look it up. To be better. To be. We'll give it a sight. Yes, we will. Um, one more from Celtic Blacksmith, which probably made his fan club happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what to do with this information. I'd like to thank God and my agent, also my mama, <laughs> all, all my wonderful fans. There you go. You got a whole fan club, and then soon there will be the Celtic Blacksmith fan club fan club. Uh, yes. For the page. I can't wait for that. There's <laughs> I mean, super, you guys can hang out at Super Weenie Hut Jr. Yep, 100%. <laughs> oh, I do recognize these two, Chris and Peaches. I see their um, their videos come across on my TikTok, and it seems like they have a very beautiful uh, and healthy relationship. Uh, shout outs to them. Uh, but I've never listened to their podcast in its entirety, so it'll be interesting. Uh, Kevin Siegel says, for all the hate California gets, at least it's 60 degrees on the central coast. Much love from wine country here in Paso Robles. Ooh, it sounds beautiful. I don't know if it is, but it sounds beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've been up there once. I've been to Napa and Sonoma Mm -hmm. and uh, Petaluma area. It's it's a cool part of the country. Great wine. Great wine. Um, Joy says, Amelie, you got to do a, a hate crime video. No joke. Just a few months ago, I stated the same take about that concept to my boyfriend and he didn't vibe. Oh, yeah. Your hot take that there's, you know, 
think hate crimes exist. Yeah, your boyfriend needs to come around on that one. I'm telling you, there's just a lack of. <laughs> He's not thinking it through fully. I can tell you that. And I, here's here's the thing: why it's such a difficult video to make and to talk about. It's because nobody wants to be the person to say you shouldn't be. You know, you shouldn't get extra punishment for something being a crime out of hate. You can't say that because people are so sensitive about, you know, their marginalized group or people being, you know, getting this sort of derogatory treatment or whatever. A crime is a crime. It doesn't matter whether or not it was motivated by hate. And the argument that could be made could be made that a lot of crimes are motivated by hate that has nothing to do with you being a part of a marginalized group. And those are never prosecuted as hate crimes. So, yeah, uh, maybe I do need to make a video about it. But am I ready for... All the different things I got to go through to do that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Maggie Catherine says, Stanley's are the exact same isolation cups we've had for years, just with a different name slapped on it. I'm just mm. fine with my $10 Bubba from Walmart. LOL. Yeah, I feel like they all just look kind of similar. They all perform the same thing. Uh, but, you know, humans, we're just like obsessed with consumption of new things all the time. Hmm. Uh, Jody says, Amala, can you share your gym routine? You look great. <gasps> Thanks. I don't really have one, really. Uh, I have to think about that and think about whether or not I actually have a gym routine. I'll just go for the most part. I Every time I go to the gym, I do 50 floors on the Stairmaster as fast as I can possibly do it. And that's like my warm up for the gym. And then I focus on whatever part of the body I'm isolating for that day. If it's like legs, arms, core, uh, and just do that. I'm mainly, I'm like every woman, I'm a legs person. It's like leg day, half the days of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Un unless I'm like sore enough that I just can't do it and then I'll do uh, arms. But I always try to like sprinkle in uh, core to every workout. Uh, I don't, never have like a dedicated day for that. And I always do 50 floors on the Stairmaster with a resistance band as fast as I can. Thanks. So. There's that. I don't know if that's a helpful at all. It probably is not because I should also say I know nothing about fitness whatsoever. I just go and do what achieves good results for me. Yeah. Can't argue with that. Meanwhile, I'm just do chest and buys, baby. Chest and buys. That's, 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 <laughs> that's what men do. That's what men do. No, my, my gym trips now are more like rehabbing my body to make sure I can keep playing beach volleyball without dying it's like a maintenance so, yeah a maintenance it's like thing. maintaining my myself healthy enough to do the sport i love and you know staying fit in yeah. generally once you once you hit mid-30s which i'm not quite there yet well i guess i'm mid-30s but uh early mid-30s you are entering the end of your physical prime at least from a uh, potential perspective mm -hmm. so it starts to got to use it lest you lose it right uh, let's see. It seems about white says, yeah, yes, we rotate who drives and keep the truck moving five days a week home for two. Uh, by the way, my username is cause we used to make a lot of YouTube videos with friends that were extremely white and cringy, uh, <laughs> might change it. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were recent. I were talking about like, Oh, what would you name? Like a podcast that we were going to do. We're both biracial and we're like white ish because you know how they do those shows like uh, black ish and brown ish or whatever do white ish. So I, I love good. your, your username. I think that's funny. That's funny. 
Uh, Chicken Pork Adobo says, Hi, Amla, are you going to have a meet and greet here in Australia? Would love to see you in person. Guys, I'm scared of meet and greets. <laughs> I'm going to be <laughs> totally 100% with you guys. I got traumatized when I was 16 by... Uh, not actual trauma, let's be real. Uh, from the freaking Christina Grimmie story where she got shot at her meet and greet, and I am, am super nervous about meet and greets from there on out. If I was gonna do it, it'd have to be like, you know, I have to have security of, of some kind. Although you guys don't have guns in Australia, so what are you gonna do? <laughs> do you have knives? You have knives. I have them. There's, there's knivings in, uh, <laughs> knivings. <laughs> knivings. <laughs> there's stabbings in Australia. Um, yeah. You can come see Amala behind uh, three feet thick safety glass and <laughs> observe her like she's in a zoo or something. So, um, one day I'm going to one day I'm going to conquer the fear and I'm going to actually do it because I do I go around and I do speeches and stuff and that does involve meeting a lot of people and you know, uh, but it just makes me nervous. I never go out of my way to like set up events like that. Just got to get that security. Yeah. Um, Chicken Pork Adobo also says, Echo is just another D.I.E. checkbox for Disney. The fact that they didn't write the character well and dumped all the episodes at once means they don't care. Yeah, and I think there was some, like, back and forth from what I understand about the show that it what was going to come out and then it wasn't and then it was eight episodes and then it got condensed into five and then the five went out and uh, I don't know that it's making that much of a splash. I think not many people are watching the show and there could be a lot of reasons why DEI being one of them uh, Daniel Santana says discussing Native Americans and discussing a program featuring a Native American are two separate matters if someone takes offense to the latter it's their issue not yours yeah I mean uh, I, we completely agree I think it's like well, I don't know the comments so there, there's that too so um, I need clarity in, in that respect but for the most part we're, we're never attempting to be offensive on the show so uh, just a couple more. Uh, Cave says, I don't think Echo was woke, but definitely was bad. They marketed, marketed it as super MA and grounded show, and it was not. Yeah, it's hard. Um, obviously, I haven't watched it yet, so I'm going to have to go watch it and see uh, if there are certain things that I pick up on or certain things that I don't. That does seem to be a through line, though, is that, like, if it's not woke, it's still not good. Like the Marvels wasn't uh, extremely woke, still ended up flopping. This project doesn't seem to be raking in a lot of attention or uh, attraction. So it could just be that the story is just not all that good. Uh, Boz again says, just want to thank you for pushing secular conservatism and actually trying to change the minds of people you disagree with. Much love from Tampa. Hey, you know, we try, we try. I, uh, that's it. <laughs> we try. <laughs> <laughs> we try. I was going to expand on the secularism part, but, uh, you know, y'all y'all know me. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. All right. Uh, RP Awareness here. I think this might be our last one of the day. Says, hey there, A and Tay got here a little late. Mm -hmm. uh, but love the show 3000 and stop simping for Amala, LOL, chest and oh. biceps all day, er day. Oh and Echo really sucked. Okay. You put a lot in there. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of different messages in there. Chest and what is it? Chest and biceps? Chest and... Chest and bias. All day, guys. All, All day. day. I don't like working out my chest or my arms because I feel like, like, I don't know. I have a body type where my arms will just like, I can do two workouts and my arms automatically look different. So I'm like, 
I, they actually do get too big for you look like my, SpongeBob with the blow up arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I work out my legs like a thousand times harder. And I don't play when I go to the gym anymore. Um, and then you're like, oh, where where did that go? But then you work out your arms and immediately look way bigger. I don't like it. So anyways, mm. that's just a little side note. Celtic Blacksmith says, I'm going to simp for Amla even harder now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to date her even harder. <laughs> uh huh. And then last one okay. coming in at the buzzer, I can prep too, says from Anish, I can't read that. I'm sorry. Anishina Abekewe, uh, mm-hmm. an Ojibwe woman, you're good. Is that a Nigerian thing? Maybe? I don't know. Ojibwe? I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry uh, that I don't know that reference. One more from either. RP Awareness. Echo was so woke, ultra feminist, especially the ending, a woman taking on full grown men with ease, and they had to focus so much on the Indian part. Ah, uh, okay. okay. So we'll have to check it out. I did hear similar. Uh... Oh, Ojibwe is Native American. My bad. Oh, okay. No, I, I didn't even recognize that. Um, I did hear similar examples from Nerdrotic when he did his video on Echo, which kind of uh, insinuates to me. But again, he's very, like, tuned in to Marvel. He very much dislikes the Marvel projects, so I'm curious if I watch it, if I see it through the same lens. Probably will. Uh, For the most part, we we agree uh, when we watch certain things, we can see the messaging that is being conveyed, and it would be no shock if this Echo show is the very same as other stuff that Marvel and Disney have put their hands on in the past. Oh, last that was last super. That was it. Yeah, okay. we're done. Land <laughs> Guys, the plane. Thank you so much for watching the show. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your Monday. If you like this video, like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single time we're live. That's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. Plus, if you disagree with anything that was said during this podcast, drop it in the comments down below. I always encourage healthy debate. So duke it out, but do so respectfully. Comment your thoughts on the many stories that we covered today. Let me know what you think. Debate each other. Have fun. Uh, let me know what other sounds we need to add uh, to the, the soundboard. Here's another. Put you in jail right away. No trial, no, no nothing. <laughs> let me know which other fun sounds we should add to this soundboard so that we can create a more entertaining show for you guys. With that being said, I will see you guys tomorrow with a video about whether or not men and women date out of their league or below their league. Think about your answer to that question. Would you rather date out of your league or below your league? We'll get down to the bottom of that more so in tomorrow's episode. Bye, guys.